0: gym badges to train them
1: we Good need, morning, to, we need to sort that out because uh the whole point of that is so that if someone has to connect on their phone and huh. can't connect through their computer that he can call them very easily yeah i'm uh, i'm the same as you steve it's become in all of
2: my work uh just because all of my employers are uh, too cheap to pay for s-
1: pay for something it just uses everyone just uses whatsapp for in everything. fairness if i didn't have to give somebody my phone number to use WhatsApp, I'd be pretty happy with using that as a work uh, mm. as a work messaging service, to be honest. I, I don't need 18 different services that I have to manage at any point in time. The WhatsApp would be fine.
2: Well, my mobile phone now goes out and, like, copy that gets distributed to newspaper newsrooms, so I've just fucking given up on trying to keep it quiet. Yeah. <sighs> if someone yeah, wants to call still, me, they can.
1: Mine's still listed uh, very publicly online, so you can no. uh, find that unfortunately easily, and there's no way to take it down, apparently, because we've tried. It's been about five years, and it's still there, so... Where is I it? <laughs> I guess it's there forever. Don't uh, don't direct people that easily. Yeah,
2: would, Adam okay, Sheridan phone number.
1: I don't. <laughs>
2: if it comes up immediately, I'm just gonna quit the podcast forever. Adam Sheridan carpentry and construction. That's not you, is
1: it? Oh fuck! Didn't that's me. You
2: were <laughs> that's
1: me. You found me. He does I do that guy. I mean me. Everyone called I me. Didn't know
2: you. I didn't know you were a chippy as well as a, a media professional, Adam.
1: And a carpenter. Yep, that's me. Um,
0: This reminds me of when we were looking to rent a place a few years ago and some poor Adam Sheridan in, I think, California kept being updated on apartments in Dublin for Uh weeks until he was brave enough to tell us, sorry, guys, I think you have the wrong contact information.
1: The funniest part is he read multiple replies and he, I guess he thought at a certain point, hey, they might go away. And then by like the fifth email, he was like, oh, I don't think it's going away. And it's like, it was never going away. So they thought you were a different person, dude. Of course think, it was going to keep happening. I Once you get on someone's be... list server, like for a, for a volunteer community
2: group, you're never getting off that if they've given, someone's given the wrong email. Because someone <laughs> has put the wrong email down in a paper form and nobody ever is going to ever update that.
0: I'm so sure like, this was, must be a massive error for anyone with the generic email version for their name. Yeah, like,
2: yeah, definitely. Stephen.Burke at hotmail.com. I have. And to be honest, you don't want to have it. You don't want to have get the other emails for Union. Stephen yeah, Burke. No, you don't. Everybody, yeah. every every Stephen Burke in the world emails that fucking thing. There's about three of them who keep using it. <laughs> I <I've> am. <had, laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I've. Oh, my God. I had like sensitive information about child protection
1: issues in hockey in New South Wales sent to me before. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I got onto a, I got onto a guy's Facebook before because he used my, he was another Adam Sheridan, but he used my email to sign up for Facebook. I guess it's similar and he put it in wrong. But uh, yeah. yeah, he went through all the stuff and I got a message from Facebook being like, hey, Free Facebook uh, here's, your, here's your verification. And I was just thinking like, yeah, this is great. I just, I, I'm just this guy now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to use this from now on. I did another log on. Steve, another
2: Stephen Burke <laughs> sent me his, um, or had his had his bank in Dubai send me like the the quote the documents giving him his more his, his business loan approval for a that is dollars so a cool study. that
1: another Stephen Burke in the world has funneled money through Dubai. What kind yeah. of a life does he lead? That's awesome. I know. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm. I'm so fascinated. Another one sent me his
2: business. Is is like another in New South Wales. Maybe the same guy that was involved in the hockey. A lot of Burks in Australia apparently with my exact spelling of the name. But he sent me a load of stuff
1: about. Uh, or that's well, weird. weren't you conceived in interested. Australia?
2: Uh
1: oh yeah, that's true. I was. I guess Stephen Burke is just a super yeah. common Australian name. I guess that's where it's, it comes from. Some you know, fucking like, bogan said hello to my parents. It's like in
0: Game of Thrones where, like, you know, all the bastards sired in, like, a certain area are called, like, snow or rivers or whatever. Yeah. 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 All the the Australian ones are called Burke.
1: Yeah. There actually is no Burke surname in Australia. It's just purely if you went to Australia and got pregnant, you have to name the kid Burke. (laughs) It's just you're legally forced. It doesn't matter what your last name is. That's his name now. That's Australian law. There was a guy in my old school
0: called called kieran burke whose nickname was burke burke because uh, a story went around i don't even know if it actually happened the poor guy but it just went around that first day of school someone asked him what's your name Burke. no what's your first name
1: Burke. burke. So it just became burke burke. oh no that's unfortunate that's very unfortunate <laughs> okay we should probably intro the show before we keep rattling on this is episode 17 of morning brew i am of course adam sharon
2: I'm Stephen Burke, the Irish one from Dublin, uh, Blanchester Dublin.
1: I know there's another Stephen Burke somewhere
2: else in Dublin. Fuck off, please, and take a different name.
0: And I'm Daniel Purcell, and today is my birthday. So.
1: Oh, it is your birthday. It's the 26th of yeah. June. Happy birthday, Dan. I forgot.
0: So, so now it's all open the open. What my birthday, birthday is. So now um, we need to wait to find out birthday, what Adam's birthday happy
1: is. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll roll around and I'll say it. Or maybe we'll miss it. Maybe I'll I'll reveal it on the podcast when we record on the day that is my birthday. Oh, so, we, so maybe it'll to, be eight years from now.
0: We need to record mm. every day to be safe.
1: Mm. <laughs> Just when, by the time I'm 51, I finally announce mm, it. It's like I finally that's hit. That's good
2: content. Turns out it's Christmas Day all along. <laughs> the one it's day we the gave
1: 26th of June. The
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know only really reason strong. you haven't said is not to steal my thunder.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't want anyone to, to think less of Dan's birthday, so I'm keeping mine a secret forever. <laughs>
0: Why would you think less of my... Oh, I don't want to be friends with someone associated with Adam's birthday.
1: Well you can really? only have one one you can only celebrate one birthday on one day. You know what I mean? Who's got time for multiple birthdays? Not And you me. invite us to your next birthday party. Mm-hmm. Me? I don't have birthday parties. Why?
2: I don't think that's why a e- birthday party in I don't
1: have birthday parties because no one knows what my fucking birthday is. Oh, <laughs> Having this, a party
2: would this, this would ruin the whole fact. This is why most people have parties for their
1: birthday. Right. So that's why I don't. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> do you just, do you just, do you just do you, think in your,
2: do you just think people in your personal life are going to steal your fucking identity or something? No, I think they're
1: going to annoy no, like, me on my fucking birthday, and that's what I'm trying to actively avoid. Well, why
2: don't you tell them? Why don't you tell them when your birthday is so that they won't annoy you on your birthday? Because no
1: one ever does that; they always do the opposite. <laughs> right, well, we
2: I just have... got to annoy them every day of the, week, day of the year, down, down, It'll save time yeah. versus. <laughs> I
1: set up a happy birthday daily. I set up yeah. some
0: program to do it. <laughs>
1: Sure. Your job's making you learn like Python and stuff. You can do it. you know funny? My, my job
0: makes me. Year. My job makes me learn Python and then never gives me anything with it. I think they like the idea of having employees who can do Python and then just now back to SQL. That's all <laughs> <laughs> SQL, <laughs> SQL and Excel yeah. until you die.
1: Yeah. My favorite part about people that learn SQL is that uh, SQL is not that complicated. <laughs> so, How dare like, you! They feel like there's such, there's such like an over-importance put on SQL and like every fucking, I think every job advert I've seen for the last 15 years has said like, oh, you must know SQL. And it's like, all right, this is a, this is a job of the system. Isn't, isn't
2: it just kind of a, a complex version of a, a Boolean search?
1: Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's the, it's the same
0: I, as i see a, it, you know, it's like fancy Excel functions.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just data analytics on a, on a formula level rather than on a, a you know, a, a singular cell level. So, uh, I mean' the it's,
0: scale if you're doing SQL is knowing the database and how you need to write the code. It's not the
1: actual yeah. code itself uh, yeah, like so it's not it's not overly complicated. It's just a lot of stuff that you have to kind of memorize and stuff it's, its similar to math, you know math's not that hard. you just have to learn the formulas and once you learn the formulas and understand them, you can you know apply that in in various areas. but yeah, it's so funny how like SQL is like such like I don't know if this is the case outside of Ireland, but in Ireland, SQL is the number one thing on any c v regardless of the job or profession. You need to know SQL. doesn't matter if you're a fucking surgeon. You need to know SQL. That's what they want. They need SQL.
0: Select spleen from abdomen.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I don't code anymore, which is, uh, you know, evident on the website. I've given up. (laughs) Coding's awful, dude. I hate coding.
0: What is, I think that's, prob-
1: that's, that's a pretty good reason. I, I mean,
2: if people who go to coding boot camps just for a career change and like end up mortgaging half their salary for a couple of years to do it because of the yeah. apparently gigantic career uh, salary boost, I don't think it can be that gigantic, can it? Uh, it depends on what you're doing. Like, if you is 10k, you really worth being that miserable.
0: See, it could be fine. The problem is when it fucking doesn't work, and then you have to spend yeah. seven seven hours going through it line by line to figure out why.
1: I mean, if you get in with a tech job and you get in with certain like engineering departments in there, like you're easily talking like a solid six figures a year in those kind of jobs. Like, you know, it is it is pretty substantial Um, depending on the area you go in. So like, yeah, there is like a pretty significant like monetary increase on it. I mean, you know, I knew a guy who was recruited outside of college and the only reason he took the job was because it was $30,000 a year more than anyone else was offering him. So he was mm-hmm. gonna go from like you know basically a shitty grad salary to a pretty nice like middle class salary overnight. So he's like, "Oh, I'm doing that one then." And he did that for like ten years, now he's either quitting and he's going to the college to study, so he can be a teacher. Study,
2: study what? He wants to be a teacher. He wants fulfillment yeah. in his life. Fuck I off! That's he, for people think, who are on shit wages like me.
1: I think he just <laughs> wants to. Uh, I think he just wants to teach what he's basically been doing for the last ten years. But it's really just a case mm-hmm. of like, yeah, I've made enough money and I have my mortgage and it's mostly paid off, so I'm just gonna do this now. Yeah, I can. I can now live off thirty grand a year, and it's okay. So cool, I'm doing that. See you later, <laughs> tech world. Fuck you. Didn't like it at all. Hated it. Probably the probably the smartest guy to ever got into tech because he realized yeah. I hate this. I'm gonna make my money and get out of tech. Yeah, I'm getting out of here in ten years. And he did.
2: I mean, someone once. What well, someone once said to me, uh, and a, a well-known journalism entrepreneur said to me, um. You don't need to code to make money in tech. You can just, 100 percent. You can just talk to people and order coders around, and make just as much fucking money.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Isn't like, not like a half of the the guys who own game companies don't understand coding, and they're just like in the early nineties, like I'm pretty sure games are going to be big. I'm buying Activision or they like whatever.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, probably at this stage. Um, you know, you have a. Uh... I mean, you know, look at Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick has definitely never picked up a fucking keyboard and programmed anything in his fucking life. You know, he's he's a businessman, and he, you know, just happens to be a businessman inside a video game company. Mm. Um, and makes $154 million this year. Good for him when all of his staff are being fired and laid off. And cousin,
2: business is a booming.
1: Oh,
2: man. Well, I'm convinced Bobby...
0: as time goes on that, yeah, if in video games especially, you can charge whatever the fuck you want and people will just pay it. Like, you look at the Mario Golf thing. I think the new Mario Golf is coming up with, like, four courses When the last it's 16, and people are still buying it because it's, it's just a Mario game, and there's fucking nothing yeah. else to do on the Switch.
1: Well, I was going to pick up the Mario Golf game so we could record it, but the problem is, is that there's no, like... You would think that a Mario Golf game would be, like, you know, a novelty golf game. It's not. It's regular-ass golf. It's just regular it's just,
0: golf. It's just brightly colored.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. Like they didn't like. There's no power ups in it. There's no like special skills or anything like that in it. There's like one like little party mode, but other than that, it's literally just regular golf. Like hundred percent regular it'd, golf.
0: It'd be great if they got like the, the BBC golf commentators for it. Like there's Mario <laughs> with a lovely a lovely approach on the green. Oh, and he's gotten it in, and the crowd goes mild.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I'm just shocked by stuff like that, dude. It makes like it makes no sense to me. That's like, oh, this is what you went to it? You went to it like, hey, let's just put Mario's head on a golfer and we're good to go? Okay. Uh, cool, I guess. Uh, you know, Yeah, people do. I mean, that's the weird thing in video games, right? Is that like they were locked in at that $60 price tag for such a long time. And then this mm-hmm. generation, they said, hey, we're going to go above that if we have to. You know, it doesn't make sense. We have to limit games. We have to limit staff, all that kind of stuff. And it's all because we can't charge that extra 10 to $20. It's like, okay. But then you have stuff like that anyway, where you know now every Call of Duty is probably going to be eighty dollars, and Bobby Kotick's mm. going to you know pocket you know over one hundred and fifty million dollars a year, which is absolute insanity. No one needs that kind of money, um, especially on a yearly basis. Go fuck yourself. Well, and do you, you know,
0: yeah, like, do you remember when they were like twenty or thirty? Like I remember getting the like FIFA two or whatever, and like twenty five, I think at the time was like the standard price for a I.
1: Game. I remember when games used to sell a million copies, and they'd go on to the best of section of a console and used to be able to pick up two for 50 when they went to that point because they've already sold their million copies so let's try and get even more copies out there and they used to come mm-hmm. in those special boxes so like you know if you bought you know Sly Cooper when it was new it had the one box but after a million copies it would have like the silver outline of the box when it'd be on the greatest hits section and basically every copy that sold over a million would go onto to that by default. Sly that's Cooper. where I used it's to get my most default p s two game
0: whenever I try to think of like what the generic p s two game, like this is the most middle of the road p s two game possible. It's it's like yeah
1: well, that's it. like that's where I used to get most of my games when I was younger because we didn't have a lot of money. So I used to have to wait for them to show up in this you know, two for fifty section because you know you get two games for fifty quid as opposed to one for sixty, you know, so I that you just wait it out and hope that it ended up there soon. But, like, now, you know, you have the situation where games cost an absolute fucking fortune. You know, you buy four video games, you've already spent the cost of a PS5. And at the end of it, you know, people are still being fired on shitty wages, being put through the fucking ringer for crunch time. And also, some guy could pocket $155 million. So, you know, it's... Do, do, it's, you, wanna do,
2: do you guys want to do a bootleg, like, Planet Money-style um, segment on video game inflation, like, right now? Do you guys listen to Planet Money? Sure. Great podcast. I have I've, listened
0: to it. I, yeah. I have not. You have to explain yeah. the concept to me, and oh, use me as a ex- the audience. Oh,
2: it's an NPR economics explainer show. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I it's don't like inflation it's for reliable. dummies. Yeah, yeah, inflation for dummies. Hey, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't do impressions of any of the people that are on that. So because they're they're bland enough. So
1: according, <laughs> to according to
2: Bloomberg, last year video game prices went up for the first time in 15 years. You so, say mm-hmm. like it's, there has been a price hike, but they were just static for, for like 20 yeah. years. Crazy. Yeah. hundred percent. Industry, yeah, an industry-wide effort to raise the standard price to $70. The move coincides with the debut of two new game consoles from Microsoft and Sony, a generational change that comes every seven years ago. There you go. Middle of the pandemic. They're hiking the prices. Yeah. So Cod. The standard edition of COD, Demon's Souls, Godfall, NBA 2K21. Each won $70, according to Bloomberg last year. Yeah. There you go. Cartridges were all put in at $60 in the 90s. Sony Sony undercut that in 94 with the PS1 with $50 discs. Mm-hmm. Xbox stuck with it. And game yeah. publishers say
1: prices haven't kept pace with the value of a dollar. There you go. So that that is true. That is true. like th- they really haven't. you know, like the the problem with a lot of that stuff is that, like, you know, like with a movie, a movie has a set price. and an awful lot of time, like a big triple A movie has a much smaller set price than a huge triple A game and also mm. has like has much less resources needed to make it. But ultimately, you know it's going to make its money back during its opening weekend. Uh, you know mm. like the 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 main portion of it. And it's going it's going you know triple its fucking value by the end of its run. you know, mm. you, they're never going to put out an Avengers movie and worried that the ticket price is only 30 quid for a fucking person to get in. You know, cinema tickets are expensive enough. And that's mm. for a single viewing. But you have a video game, you know, and maybe that video game has been, you know, five years in development and it's, you know, a couple hundred million dollars to make. And they've employed thousands of people and all the advertising money and all the effort that went into, you know, making sure it's bug free and all mm. of the aftercare that needs to go into it to make sure that the servers are up and running, that new maps are put in so people can play them, all that kind of stuff. And ultimately, at a certain point, you are losing money on it because it's only 60 quid for the game. You know, mm. and you're only going to sell so many. Not many games break the million sale mark. That's a huge amount of units to sell. Like, it's great to look at, like, a Super Mario that sells 20 million copies or something, but that's not every game. But the problem with it now is that, you know, we have these games that are going to cost 80 quid because why aren't they? You know, if 80 quid is what we're allowed to charge now, then, yeah, all my games are going to be 80 quid. And it doesn't really mm. matter what the, what the cost involved is in that. So that's, that's where we're going to really see a lot of problems. And I hope that people, especially now, I hope that if a video game comes out and it's wildly overpriced, I hope that you don't mm. buy it because it, we need to have, like, staggered pricing. There's no need for every single video game to be 50 quid. If you put out a video game that can be valued at 30, I think there's an awful lot of merit in pricing it at a 30 quid. Mm. You know, I think you'd get an awful lot more sales that way because there's definitely games that I've seen been like, I'm not spending 60 quid on this fucking shit. <laughs> maybe in two maybe in two years time at christmas when it's reduced to like 18 euro in a sale i'll buy it but there's no fucking way i'm putting 60 into this yeah so you know i i hope that that changes you know with the ps5 one of the biggest problems i've seen is that everything not so much at now a few of the newer games that have come out have been under the 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 like the full price price tag but they're still mm-hmm. expensive you know you're still talking like oh it's 65 quid for the game rather than 50 that's fucking that's a lot of money for a single video game yeah do you think that? Uh,
2: consoles having no disk drives is going to kill the second-hand market.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I think what designed to, I think. Is... Like, that's mm. a mm. big I think, appeal of, of, of that fact for companies. Mm. See, I think what can happen is that you can have a secondhand digital market where the license key for the game can be sold and transferred to another user, and I think that placates everybody. Is
0: that like, you know, a, lot though eas- at
1: the a lot easier to yeah, lose. Yeah, a hundred percent. A lot easier to lose those codes, though, compared to having the, the Well, if they're the house. It, if they're built into the into the software, you know, you don't have to do anything as a user. You know, you just put it up onto this virtual store. You're given your credit for it, and then someone else collects that license key. You know, that's all done in the background. You never even have to know what the license key is. Mm. You know, um, it's I not. Suppose it's my, not the I same... suppose my
2: I suppose my primary motivation for wanting to like bring my bring my extra PS4 games down to like one of the video game shops and, you know, hand them over is as much to clear out the house yeah. as anything else. Just yeah, so I don't have all this shit like lying around the place. Um
1: yeah, so I hate buying the disc view, games.
2: Yeah. Um well I don't mind owning the discs and I don't mind losing money on the depreciation either either too much. Like and I kind of I kinda of like the idea that, you know teenagers might have the option to have a little bit more buying power by trading in one thing. I that doesn't I think that's actually kind of a positive thing, really. Yeah, well, and, and so choosing to make deci- choosing to make little decisions and financial decisions like that is a, kind of not the worst way to train people into financial responsibility.
1: I think is probably a great way to teach your kids how to manage money properly because you can manage their Revolut card. Mm. You know, there's a lot of apps that come out now where I, I do think like, oh, this would have this would have been fucking great. You know, twenty years ago, when I was a kid and had no money, this would have been great if this was around, where you know mm. I could have someone who was managing that. And, like, being able to show me where the money goes and how it disappears and stuff. When you're a kid and you have a fiver in your hand, that disappears and you don't know the difference, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, but there's, I, I think, yeah, I think the second-hand market's going to absolutely disappear. I think there's ways mm. around it, but I just don't know if they're going to do it or not Um, at that point. But, yeah, it's getting, it's, it's some of it's just getting insane. Like, you know, you fucking, you know, you buy your kid a 500 hundred euro PlayStation and then by the end of the year you've already spent another 500 on games and mm. you don't have much to show for it at that point, you know? You've got, what, four fucking games sitting there? Fucking, that's <laughs> not, dude. That's really yeah. crazy, you know. Fucking FIFA comes out at Christmas, and now all of a sudden you're dropping eighty quid on a Christmas present. It's like that's fucking, that's rough. Yeah.
2: Just as Especially well, if you it's find a PS5 for loving money. Yeah, that's true. I, don't know.
1: I got skits. you uh, uh, I off
2: I don't have time. I don't have time to play it anyway. Yeah. I haven't plugged in my
1: PS4 since I moved house. I haven't. I haven't played anything in weeks. Um, I've played a little bit of Smash Bros here and there, but I—that's I, only because you can pick it up and play it and put it back down again. I don't have time to mm-hmm. actually put into anything more substantial than that. Um, because it turns out, uh, college and a full time job and lo- and <laughs> it, the interview process for a second full time job and a wedding. Um, during a pandemic, you tend to actually not have that much free time. Shockingly, you know, it kind sure. of all disappears. Yeah, you blink and suddenly oh. it's half ten at night. And you go, okay, cool, time to do all this <laughs> again tomorrow. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I do think video game stuff has gotten, gotten a bit crazy. I hope that there's a lot of like voting with their wallets going. I'm, I'm absolutely fine if a mm-hmm. game comes out and it needs to be priced at 80 quid for it to, to be worth it. That's okay, as long as not every single game is priced at 80 quid. It's perfectly fine if one comes out and they say, hey, we can get away with 60, let's do 60. And I'd, I'd be much happier with that than the other way around, which unfortunately is probably what we're going to see is the other way around nonstop.
0: Yeah.
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't mind playing paying extra for a game like for an epoch defining a game like, you know, a modern warfare two. But not for modern warfare three as well, the next fucking three years down the line. Yeah, a
1: hundred percent. You know. Like That's it's not like, happening. you know, let, you know, let's say they put together an uncharted five or whatever, the next one would be. You know, and it's like, you know, this game, in order to top what we did last time, took a lot more resources. And, you know, it's much, much more technically, you know, impressive than the previous one, and it was Huge undertaking. It doesn't make sense financially to put this out at 60 quid. We'd have to make a lesser product. If they have to price that at 70 or 75, that makes sense. I understand that, you know, but like it's just we're going to see every game at this exact same price going forward, and that's where it's going to be a real fucking kick in the teeth. Like, I mean, Nintendo does it all the time, Nintendo has Nintendo pricing. You know their handheld games were always forty four ninety nine, and their retail games were always fifty nine ninety nine, and they're never going to change that. That's what they sell. Speaking of video games, um, I haven't had time to play anything like I said before, but I have been watching something slowly in the background over the last number of weeks, which was the the uh, Netflix Castlevania show that they put out a few yeah, years okay. back. They finished this year. That's a really good fucking show. I was really surprised. I was not expecting to like it. What is Castlevania? Castlevania is a side-scrolling, like, you know, um, monster killer um, franchise. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, the aim of the game is to kill Dracula. Um, I'm sorry, I, so, <laughs> so they've, they've adapted this for... Loosely adapted, for so they took, they took a couple of the different games and they took the main story beats out there to flesh out a series for a Netflix. It's fully animated, it's not a live-action series.
2: I mean, the audience for that
1: can't. The audience for the Castlevania video
2: game can't have been that big, that they're that it's desperate to say cash in and make it into a Netflix show. And I can't imagine so many people who played a side scroller are that desperate for a narrative. Like, I
0: can think we have people some new just films, please. People will watch whatever, though. Like, as, what? it doesn't matter where you take inspiration from, as long as it mm. looks like people will watch it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I think the show was was very highly viewed. I think it was extremely popular. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. they went four seasons with it and have a, a spin-off show in the works. Um, But very, very good show. was very surprised. I did not expect to like it. And it's very well written. And it's very funny. Like, mm-hmm. surprisingly funny. I wasn't expecting it to be so good. Like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of jokes in it that aren't great jokes, but the timing is so perfect and the delivery is so perfect that it's really funny. Mm. And I was just thinking, like, man, they did a really good job with this. And the cast is fantastic. Like, you know, Bill Nyes in there, um as well as a bunch of a whole bunch of other people. And he plays a, a very, very funny character and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a very, very good show. And I was really surprised because I'm naturally suspicious of anything video game related that's not a video game. To be honest, I'm yeah. half suspicious of most video games that come out. but I <laughs> if a video game gets turned into a movie or anything else, I'm always kind of like, uh, okay, let's let's see what this <laughs> is then." but very surprised, very surprised. also very fucking gruesome. was not expecting it to be so gruesome. You know, one of the one of the things about um, Castlevania is the main character is a whip. and um, that's his, mm-hmm. like weapon of choice. um and one of the early scenes in the show, he whips someone's fucking eye out of their head, and I was Either. not expecting it to go that way. Like, I just, I was not expecting the show to get that gruesome uh, that quickly. And I was like, oh, uh, so, all right. You see oh. the,
0: you see the eye coming out, do you? Is it slow the, com-
1: the eye comes out and like sticks to a side of a wall, like splatters. Like, <sighs> and I was like, oh, okay.
0: In, fa-
2: in fairness, like if you have kids watching Netflix, you'd want to like set the parental fucking controls like jesus christ there's lots of ultra violent content on netflix like and like have you seen the punisher <laughs> fucking hell no i i uh the punisher the punisher series is one of the most brutal things i've ever seen like it's outrageous of it's yeah. like worse than a
1: snuff film in fairness the the punisher movie was pretty bad too <laughs> so i'm not surprised was, the punisher movie was pretty bad the Punisher yeah. series was way,
2: way more violent than the than the, than like, the movie. I'm not sure and, which like, Punisher I, it is. I knew I or knew or what two. I was getting into when I when I started yeah. watching the Punisher, and oh, I was yeah. just like, I'm not sure I can continue watching this. That's the level. <laughs> it was at the yeah. season finale. I'm just like, I'm not sure I can continue watching this show.
1: <laughs> like the movie's pretty bad. Like the movie has a scene where someone literally gets their fingernails pulled out with pliers, um, every which, single fingernail.
0: Which? Because there were two Punishers. There was Thomas there Jane was, and someone else, right?
1: I think Punisher Two is a sequel to Punisher One, just with a new actor. Mm. Is okay. Thomas Jane think, one of them? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the second one, maybe. I can't remember. I've seen both, but it was a very long time ago. But yeah, I think just I think as far as I remember, they're both sequels. Like they're both same universe, just actor wasn't there, pardon new actor. It's fine. We'll go with this. Mm. Um, you know, kind of like how The Rock wasn't the Scorpion King, and then was the Scorpion King, and then was not the Scorpion King again. Um, <laughs> in the Mummy franchise, it's very similar to that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's was really not was really not ready for a for an animated show to be that gruesome. But it's good. People should check it out. It's very weirdly paced. Um, they're only like twenty minute episodes, and season one is only four episodes. But like oh, movie. the pace kind of it's really it's, it's really odd season four kind of feels like they gave someone a budget to make a basically a test screening and they came back with that and so they aired it Wait, because so, it's so just, how
0: many seasons it's like, not new how have they got four seasons already i thought this was only like a year old
1: no it came out in 2017 the final season came out in may of this year
0: and is it about the book plot like is it about your man trying to kill dracula
1: uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the, over, the that's the overarching goal is that Dracula's bad. Kill Dracula. Dracula's hmm. evil. We must kill evil. Um, but yeah, there's you know it's only loosely based on the games. It, it, you know it, I have played the games. I know what the story is supposed to be in them, and I can see where they plucked certain things. But other than that, it's only loose. You know, it's really a case of hey, these were the interesting parts that we found. We're gonna flesh these out. But yeah, it's very good. There's a there's a lot of good stuff in there. I wasn't overly thrilled with the ending i think most people would be i just felt like they mm. were going in a much more interesting direction but uh yeah it's only it's only four seasons season one's only an hour <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's really oddly paced that way um but it's good it's 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 good overall i was very surprised very happy with it um, and i actually it's one of those things where i would like these kind of adaptions to be put out more if this is the kind of stuff we're getting because it really is quality you know there's a lot of mm. good stuff in there and they have side stories in this in the show that they tell over the course of, you know, these 20-minute episodes that are completely completely removed from the main cast. And they're really interesting and really good and really fleshed out, and you understand the these other characters more. And they mm-hmm. never interact with the main characters at all outside of, like, certain story beats. And it's like, oh, they did a really good job here. Like, it's really, really well-paced. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. You never get bored with the same shit over and over again from the main cast. They know when to pull it back. They know what people are looking for when they put them in these, like, battle scenes and stuff. It's very good. I I would recommend mm-hmm. everyone check it out. Um, But that reminded me, and right, this will be my topic for this week, is that, you know, Netflix gets a whole bunch of shit for their, like, campy movies and stuff they put out. You know, they'll put out these, like, big budget movies and it's like you know chris hemsworth's in it but like it's a pretty like yeah. it's like a it's a b movie with chris hemsworth in it just because they have you the see money the, you see the
2: sfx and you're just like ah, i see that's where the 25 billion went on this film like it one of the Sharknadoes. Or not even well i
1: wouldn't basically, let that, i wouldn't go that bad
2: you're, you're you're just you're only a you're only a cut above like inserting pencil drawings in <laughs> the actions for the, for the tornado <laughs> sequences or whatever
1: I, Army in
0: stop motion.
2: You know, it's
1: stuff. It's stuff like you know, you have Army of the Dead, where it's like, hey, we got Snyder and we got Dave Batista, you know, or like that. I can't remember what the movie's called. but it's like we got Chris Hemsworth to play the lead for this. You have those oh, kind the, of movies.
2: The, uh, yeah, Special Forces. The, for. the the dude is running around punching guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Chris Hemsworth doing Chris Hemsworth <laughs> things, which is where he runs around being big on Australian. Yeah. Um, but it looked, you know, they look good, and you watch them, you kind of go, "Ah, this is all right." You know, this is a really nothing movie. I feel like Netflix gets too much shit for this, right? Mm. I've seen some of the HBO Max movies they've put out, and people give HBO far too much fucking credit because they put out the four-hour Justice League. I didn't watch that, but you can't possibly tell me this is leagues above a Netflix film. You know what I mean? They're in the same ballpark. Godzilla vs. Kong was shit. It was in the same ballpark as a Netflix film. It's just because these brands have a bigger name to them. I seen this trailer the other day for an Amazon Prime film starring Mark Wahlberg. And the Mm. whole time I was looking at it, I was just thinking, like, this is a Netflix film. These are all (laughs) Netflix films. I know you're hiding behind, like, your app, but these are all the same fucking quality. Like, it's, like, big name actor, low budget, because we've put the big name actor in it, and Mm. real generic story. Uh, Terrorists. (laughs) They saved. You know, it's like, okay, uh, every fucking movie. And it's just, it's just nuts to me that, like, people are getting a free pass with this kind of stuff. Like, HBO Max, one of their big things that they put out, and people kept giving them so much credit for putting out these movies, I guarantee they didn't watch any of them. And um, Godzilla vs. Kong was one of them. And you would think when you've seen that on a poster, like, oh, shit, that is, like, you know, a, like a, a, summer, a summer schlock blockbuster movie that they're going to put out in, like, June when no one has anything to do. It's not. It's garbage. It's way worse than that. It's, you know, it's that on a budget. And then one of the other movies they put out, it's fucking Tom and Jerry. What? <laughs> yeah, they put out a Tom and Jerry movie recently. Like rec- like last year, they put out a Tom we're and fucking, Jerry movie
0: with Chloe Grace Moretz in it. As well, yeah, the yeah, human who follows them around? Is this
1: a live action thing? Uh, both. It's it's the you know what I think oh, to like, like um, Garfield movie and stuff and yeah. Roger, who from Roger Rabbit. T- tangentially, uh, I think
0: I think the worst role any human and any actor can get in any movie is if they have to be the live action human. To an animated character Like if they ah. have to be Your your man who's friends with Alvin In Alvin and the Chipmunks Or if they have to be James uh-huh. Marsden Talking to Sonic Or James I think James Marsden also talked to the Smurfs um, or No to, to the be...
1: Smurfs was uh, Neil Patrick Harris And who's,
0: <laughs> who and who had to follow around Garfield Is that John Cleese Or Billy Connolly or something you know, uh... if, if you have to be the person Being like wow that's a great point Mario Like it's the worst <laughs> Wait did, did John Cleese like... Like donald leeson dying to peter rabbit activating his uh his allergies you know that... all of the
1: they i'm all pretty sure like john please terrible time i'm pretty sure john please was in garfield yeah i don't think he's the main i don't think he's uh john but i think he's uh yeah i'm pretty sure he's in garfield he's in one of them maybe Contrary just to thought... popular belief, just John
0: this
2: that... never started in garfield Two. oh i see oh
0: but he was in garfield one yeah oh, that man. makes sense
2: that makes sense okay
0: i think but i I have thought of, of one counterexample where an actor was clearly having a great time talking to him. No, Bob Hoskins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit is clearly, okay. having a lo- is clearly having a lovely time in that film. Who Framed I Roger were...
1: Rabbit is a classic. Yeah, I mean, Who Framed hmm. Roger Rabbit is great. I thought you were going to say Michael Caine uh, in The Muppets. Michael Caine. That's when slightly he... different, though,
0: because they muppets actually exist. It's not like he's been talking yeah. to a, t- a tennis ball. Dan, and it's told... still
1: a muppet. It's still a fucking, it's still a, a talking ball of fuzz. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's much I know fucking, it's, physical.
0: it's much easier to imagine a muppet existing and like being a real thing and using your imagination than it is to like telling Ian McKellen to look at a, uh, a tennis ball and be like, pretend that's a goblin. Okay. It'll look <laughs> like a goblin later on. Dan,
1: I'll tell you one thing. But I used to be... don't have much
2: dialogue no... with the things that they're like supposed to be looking at and the. In the, in the in the in the in the Tolkien verse, you know, and and the ones that they do talk to a lot have are usually like practical stage makeup effects, like Meth and stuff.
0: That's that's true. Whereas whereas your man, what's his name? I think his name is David Lee. Had to fucking no. have have a relationship with Alvin. Like had to care for
1: him. <laughs> that's the my
0: name you is. is it? Yeah, name is. It's like you can't hear him now, but trust me, he's going to be really annoying. <laughs> my
1: name, my name is Earl, is one of those shows that I thought was really popular, and then I found out it was actually never that popular, and just surprisingly went on for a very long time. And
0: and mm. also wasn't that popular with like Arrested Development or something, or I think Curb Your Enthusiasm at the start didn't do well, but critics were like, this is great, so everyone in yeah. this gets jobs afterwards. But my name is Earl, wasn't, and no one in it has been really successful afterwards. But
2: I, I see. I think part of the reason you may have a, a, a an inflated perception of its popularity is because it was bought by RT Two and screened i think for yeah I, it, our, it was one
1: of those shows during yeah. the the, the mid '90s where like you'd turn it on and e4 was playing it and comedy yeah. central was playing it and RT was playing it and on thursday nights tv3 played it and it's like get the fuck out of my life i can't <laughs> escape this show <laughs> thankfully now we've gone back to the status quo which is we play friends and scrubs every day instead yeah and um, which is what we used to play all the time and i'm actually not upset about it because you know i like and, i like those shows i like scrubs and- and the remember Simpsons. when Lost was? Remember when Lost
2: was knocking around? And, yeah. Um, it
1: used Do you remember to, when fucking to... Smallville
2: was knocking around?
1: And Smallville used... was on every fucking station.
2: All those shows used to in the pre Netflix era used to screen like a week in arrears to the US to the US air dates. Yeah. For some reason.
0: Desperate Housewives.
1: Yeah. Well, Stephen, it'll 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 be uh great for you to know that RT spent part of their budget this year to get the scoop on Grey's Anatomy's new season. <laughs> so uh, Grey's you know, Anatomy out- is still going. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, was sh- like, I, I was
0: shocked to learn that too. Like it's well, uh, Crazy anatomy is full on like Coronation Street or something now. It's just like yeah, it's still going so and like, it's still going strong. But isn't Holby <laughs> like, not... is City
2: still going?
1: Steven, the, that like the Law and Order SVU show is still fucking going twenty four seasons in and it's the same fucking main cast. They're just twenty four years older. Holby <laughs> City is about <laughs> to get axed. Good. It's At a certain point you've got to pull the plug.
2: I, I think. I don't know. I'm reading the Daily Record of Scotland. Lorraine Kelly says ITV's moved to Axe. Hobby City is a daft decision.
0: This is like... Yeah, it's better. Um, <laughs> but but, but, but Hobby City at least is sustainable because you can have people, people go to hospitals. I like when you have a show like Midsummer Murders or Murder, She Wrote that goes on for like 20 <laughs> years and like this town of 100 people has had like 300 murders in it. it
1: wasn't, wasn't that like Monk which had like a really weird character arc to try and end out the show because they stretched it on for so long? Wait, Where well, like he ended I, I loved killed his I wife. loved
2: Monk, but I never I never saw the end of the thing. Was it good?
1: What happened? Yeah. No, he, he found he, out, he like, wife, he out he killed his wife. He finds out killed his wife, and then he also finds out he has like a secret daughter, and then he also overcomes all of his his like yeah. uh, like anxieties.
0: He no longer has O C D. Yeah. But uh, then, like, he
1: almost gets killed, but then he doesn't get killed, and then he's back, and now he's. I, it's so weird. I read it before because I was really curious how Monk went. I don't know why. It was just. Uh, it was probably. Eva was probably away, and I was Googling shit at 3 a.m. <laughs> like, <laughs> I used to nervous, nervous fucking night before we got together.
2: A nervous breakdown after his wife, Trudy, is killed by a
1: car bomb. I had no idea that's how it started. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, Monk's whole thing is that he has a nervous breakdown and lives in his house for years after his wife dies, and then they lure him out of his house because they need his help. And slowly yeah. over time, he becomes more and more accustomed to being outside again. And
0: yeah. he has a brother who's even more uh, of a shut-in than he is. His brother, who like hasn't left the house in forty years, keeps talking about his cool brother Monk. Yeah, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian was always the cool one. He could go outside. He could sometimes uh-huh. talk to women. <laughs>
1: yeah, Monk is, yeah,
2: Monk is that a really weird story been put out there somehow
0: and they got john Turturro to play his weird brother no, I mean, also
1: like, yeah, of course i'm also pretty sure there's like an internal like police poisoning arc in monk where like the police are poisoning him and then he figures it what? out or something monk is wild dude it it it's a fucking roller coaster but and like the police chief every... is it, is the now.
0: police chief is played by uh, buffalo bill from silence of the lambs is played by that serial killer so every time he's on screen they're like <laughs> there he is he did it
1: yeah. What a weird show. Those show those shows Mental. like just have a yeah. They just kind of run with it. They're like, fuck it, we need to get eight seasons out, dude. We need yeah. to go. It's the
0: US shows as well where like every season is like 30 episodes.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't I can't do that. I, I that's that's where I lose it. To be honest, we've been we've been slowly rewatching Scrubs, like just kinda of putting it on the background and I forgot <laughs> how many episodes are in a season of Scrubs. And it's not like, you know, season one of most shows is like, oh, there's 10 episodes here. Then we get up to like the 16 episode order mark. Mm. No, no. Scrubs season one is like 22 episodes. And when we finally got to the end of season one, I went, fuck me. That was a long season. And it's especially
0: exhausting with Scrubs because they do have continuity. So like, oh, J.D.'s back or Elliot's back with Sean. And then they have like 20 episodes of J.D. being like, oh, I hate Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's something we've tried it on the background. It's on Disney+, Plus, so I was like, fuck it, we'll throw it on when we, like, just we're cleaning up or there's something going on in the house or something. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, there's so many episodes here. Oh, my God, I forgot there's so many fucking episodes. Why would you order so many episodes? So many. Shows don't need to be that long. You can give me 10 episodes, and I'm good. I'm sorted. Yeah. I believe in you. Cut out the faff, and we're good to go. I'd
2: rather, like, I'd rather, I'd rather short series, like, of, of, like, fewer than 10. Like the Yeah. Like like what the BBC puts out. Even if
1: the show even if the show is like a complete caper, like um Like Luther, where like season one is four episodes, season two is an episode, season three is eighteen episodes, season four is six episodes, season five is two episodes. It's all (laughs) fucking over the shop. Luther's the fucking weirdest (laughs) season my
0: my main fucking problem with shows with loads of episodes is the existential dread I get when I realize I've finished them all way quicker than, like watch yeah. The Office it's like, like 300 episodes This will last me for forever
1: it's like two mm. weeks later and I've watched yeah. them all and I'm like well, fuck. I like, I like oh, yeah. that for most of those shows because it means I never have to go back to them again I've done I'm out yeah. I'm out I've finished it that's what I mean when we I watched Go Piss Girl and I watched Gilmore Girls last year <laughs> and let me tell you if you want to fucking if you really want to that's a fucking slog. That's hmm. a fucking, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough going. There was a break between them, but that was still a tough going. Gilmore Girls is better, by the way. You can watch that. You can ignore Go Piss Girl. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a fucking, that's a slog. But like, it was like, it's like chores, you know, where you hmm. just, it's like doing homework. You just kind of think like, yeah, if we get through two episodes tonight, that means we're on the final season. So we might as well just get through these two episodes tonight. Just do it now. We wanted to do it at the weekend. Fucking it's, do, uh, a, it's,
2: do it's, a do a binge watch speed run.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's like oh, we need to get through these now. And now it's like now I never have to watch the Gilmore Girls again. I'm done. <laughs> I can relate.
2: I've seen them all. I think the only shows that I would consider like rewatching in their entirety would be The Wire and possibly the Thick of It.
0: The only shows I would rewatch are shows I don't have to rewatch in their entirety, Are shows like It's Always Sunny, where I can put in any episode across fourteen seasons, and it's as current as no. the most modern episode it doesn't fucking matter which one i'm watching I care, grand. yeah that is but, true no. i watched an episode last night the one where they buy the boat and i was like i don't it doesn't I don't care if it's fat mac or fit mac or middle mac <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how plastic <laughs> uh these face looks at this stage or how terrifying they go. going then it doesn't matter it's just it's every mo. every episode's just a random point in time and those are the only and that's why it's rewatchable because you're just watching like for the it's joke. episodic but, yeah i don't give a shit about the plot development
1: yeah, well, that's it's I should the same push way. Watch a, a few
2: more episodes of that. I never. The only never continuity
0: in it's always sunny is the continued ruining and degeneration of the lives of everyone around the gang, not the gang yeah. themselves. But like uh, yeah, yeah. losing his job and losing an eye and losing a hand, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: scarring <scaring> his face. <laughs>
1: um, I'm actually surprised that Stephen hasn't seen more of it. It seems like it seems like you're kind of show, Stephen. Maybe it is.
2: I just don't watch that much TV compared to, well, I suppose the TV I watch is probably, I watch a lot of Let's Plays instead of watching actual TV.
1: Oh, I'm in the the not so distant future. I'm going to be going back to never watching television shows ever again. I watch a movie and then I'm done and that's it. You can (laughs) have, you know, two hours of my time and then we're done. You've told me your story. I don't, we don't need to come back here. I just, I'm, that's my problem with TV shows. They're too fucking long, dude. I can't do it. I can't, I, I, it's, this is special circumstances. And once this is over, I'm out of the loop again. I'm back to movies only. Movies, movies, movies. That's all you're going to get from me.
2: I was just thinking, right. I watched a film called Charlie Varick, um, in, uh, it's, a, it's a heist movie. Um, 70s, early 70s, I think, pretty early 70s, bit of counterculture in there. I couldn't tell you exactly what year it came out, but, um, Really fucking good. And I was just, I'm just thinking like this would easily be five seasons on Netflix. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Just, if you just compare it as a crime film and a crime caper to say Breaking Bad, like he just leaves it unresolved at the end. He just gets in his car and drives off and leaves a pile of stuff burning and the body of a guy dead and just drives off. And that's it after, after two hours and 10 minutes, he's just (laughs) off and i'm just yeah. like i can see the spin-off series like flying off in every fucking direction yeah <laughs> what? an entire fr- an entire star spin-off series for this character an entire prequel series yeah. an entire you know I, like season 1 season 2 season 3 season 4 like just from the just from the four reels of the fucking film and you're like that was so economical and so efficient and i'm so glad I made time to watch this two hours and 10 minutes show or this two hours and yeah. 10 minutes film. And I'm satisfied. That was fucking great. Yeah. Do I want more? Nah, I'm grand
1: really. Well, that's it. Like there's some things that like, you know, you can keep making these and I'll go watch one every year to two years. Like John Wick. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't <coughs> see a natural ending curve to John Wick where I'm like, oh, I'm out. Mm. I'm done here. Yeah. Um, but you know you can make one every 2 years and I'll I'll watch it. I'd go back and watch John Wick. I wouldn't mm. necessarily go back and watch, you know, Iron Man. Mm. I'd watch it the one time in the cinema and have a good time, but I wouldn't necessarily go back and watch Iron Man again. But Iron like Man was Iron, was Man. Rad. Iron Man Iron Man was it's... rad. I've watched that 5 times.
0: Most of the plot, most of that's just about the plot. The Mickey what's going to happen? The Mickey Rourke one is fucking dog shit. <laughs> but like most of you go see a Marvel movie, like, oh, what happens to these characters? I like, so you're invested in the plot. But you go watch John Wick, you're like, I just want to see those action scenes again. So, I yeah, think, like, it is less, it does, it, it novelty matters less because you, you're didn't just there
2: for the, I, have, the I had to ask you guys who the vision was when we saw one of the Marvel films. Like, who's
1: this <laughs> what? what's going on? But I mean, is he, not, fairness... is he an optometrist? That's that's cuz you've seen him in, in that's cuz you've seen him in Avengers 2 and then you didn't see him again until like Avengers 4. <laughs> uh. You know, and so it's like it's not surprising that anyone gets confused with this guy just fucking disappears. You know, <laughs> oh no, he was no, he was in Civil War. It's like, yeah, for five fucking minutes, dude. I'm not going to remember someone that shows up for 5 minutes in 6 movies for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? I have a fucking life like <laughs> I, I feel forgot like- at one point that Black Panther debuted in Captain America.
0: I feel like part really? of the problem here, or yeah. not part of the problem, but like all of this fucking stuff you need to know about Marvel movies and all of that, really feels like the relic of a pre-COVID time. I feel like that was like something that people cared about, mm-hmm. or like it's been so long since the last Avengers. That I feel like people are clear of it now. People aren't. I I don't think they're going to be able to get people now to come back and
2: be. Like, I think they'll do just fine. Remember yeah, Martin I...
0: Freeman? He is. He's got his own show now. So whatever. I don't. I just. I, I, think, I think people are building towards something and that momentum Cinema. carried them into caring. Yeah. And now that that I mean, moment has passed, now that that moment, that, that climax has passed, what? there isn't as much momentum.
1: In fairness, though, can you really say that when they have a a bunch of movies basically ready to go at this point because they had their schedule delayed so much? Like, there's one Marvel movie coming out that I can't fucking wait for. It's that, uh, the, the Kung Fu one. Mm. Oh, yeah? And it's, yeah, it was filmed in Australia and it's entirely uh, live action, no CG special effects. So everything in there is real practical effects and stunts. I am so fucking excited for a giant budget Kung Fu movie. So like Ip Man is now like in the Marvel Universe. Basically, yeah, it's, uh, I can't, yeah. I can never remember the guy's name. It's like Shang-Chi or something like that. Fu. Yeah, he's ba- yeah, he's basically like, you know, he's he, he's Karate Man. Is basically what he is in the oh, Marvel universe. He's a human with karate powers, but like <laughs> that. But so like, but they're making this movie, and it was filmed down in Australia, and like, it's all just live action. Like, there's no special effects. There's no like CGI shit in there. There's no big budget being put into all these like render farms to get this stuff. They out. haven't
2: even fucking graded it for color. It's a hot mess.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> hey, no editor. We got, yeah, no we scripts. got fucking we got eight fucking We're screening fucking the Russians. We're just going. Yeah. <laughs> got 800 <laughs> gymnasts on screen, and we're going to make them flip over each other for two fucking hours. I'm like, great. Can't fucking wait for it. I can't wait. Give them $100 million like you do with everyone else, and I can't fucking wait for it. I want to see fucking... You know how in, like, early Bruce Lee films, like, everything is destructible? Like, he kicks a guy, and he goes through 18 fucking crates, and it crumbles everywhere? Yeah, fucking love I that. better see shit like this happening in every fight scene in this fucking movie. I want to see someone get kicked onto a fucking, like, table in a restaurant, and they knock down every table and pull down every glass... <laughs> and knock down every fucking waiter in the restaurant and I just want to see non-stop carnage, real people see, carnage. I think I mean, that's, that's the that kind of movie you're gonna get. Go
2: yeah, but they, they they destroyed all of New York already. Is that not enough for you? Yeah, no, so what I, I thought... want
0: the Jackie Chan one. I want the Jackie Chan style one where his powers are like slightly oh. comical, where he's like balancing but... vases the entire time and he, or if he has a newborn in his hand he can't let get hit. And he, like, That's what I'm saying.
1: This- Let's go this direction. I don't want to see a fake missile hit a fake, fake Empire fucking state building and fake blow up. I want to see a fucking real karate kick, kick a real man into a real Empire state building, and he comes at the other fucking end of it. I want us to go full fucking ham here. I'm so excited for this movie, but I don't. I don't think. Uh, I I don't think they're gonna lose momentum because they still have that Black Widow film that's been that's fully ready. It was ready to launch last year, so that's already good to go. Mm-hmm. The Spider-Man film that they had set to come out, I guess, the end of last year, start of this year, is good to go. That uh, that Kung Fu, one I just mentioned, is probably also good to go. Whatever ones were set to be finished in the middle of this year are good to go. I think if anything, they're gonna have more momentum than ever because they're gonna have like six films ready. That's like, not in, like that's okay. all
0: internal momentums as opposed to whether like they'll have the momentum among the I, the, 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 the the movie paying public, whether they'll continue I to go. I think you what, put
1: out I think you put out Black Widow and people are going to go see it, and then I think you put out Spider Man and people are going to go, oh shit, it's Spider Man, and it's going to go way up, and then they're going to put out all their big budget stuff after that. I think it all rolls together. I don't think they're going to have any issues with it. And then ultimately, anyone that did drop off, you put in the big names here and there. Oh, here's tour four, and this is going to be Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman, and it's so a romantic problem. comedy, and it's like, all right, cool, I, it's a romantic comedy with the same writer from Tor three. I'm fucking in. Like, yeah, give me that. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah. I think I think a lot of this stuff is going to is going to pan out great for them. Um, yeah. I mean, you know. I'm not the most excited for it, but I can't say I won't be more excited when some of the better ones start coming out or when some of the yeah. better ones like I I don't really give a shit to see the, the Scarlett Johansson Black Widow movie. I, I don't know what that's supposed to look like and quite honestly I don't care. Mm. Um, you know, but... I
2: I refuse to engage with any Spider-Man content in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think he should be in there. It's he's, he's he is Marvel.
1: Steve is Something. a Sony loyalist. He's their flagship, he's their flagship character.
2: They sold him off in the uh, early two thousands to one of the other fucking studios, and to pay to get him back, I think. Um, I and they—that's the reason he wasn't in any of the early ones, was because yeah. Uh, why they does didn't that mean he the, shouldn't they be they there? Now, the but... Well, Marvel, the Marvel pulled itself up on its bootstraps with all the like B roster characters that they didn't think were worth anything early on.
1: Yeah. True. True.
2: I think. I, I think Sp- Spider man wasn't a part of that beginning.
1: What? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Wasn't
0: Surely, surely, someone like Captain America so now, would be. But a now, fairly... but, now Spider, but now,
2: Spider-Man is still properly B roster in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Fucking stay there.
2: Okay. Yeah. If that that I, that's if he's involved at all, he should stand on his own merits. It's I like mean, a, yeah, Bat, technically it's like, it's he did. Like bringing, it's, like Batman, it's like getting Batman in.
0: Yeah, he well, he surely Sp- great. into the Spider-Man on his own merits and is by far the best Marvel comic book movie of any of them
2: i i wouldn't know i haven't watched it by a considerable
0: margin it's the best marvel movie
2: yeah i for me spider-man is spider-man is spider-man is locked in like the uh toby Watts' face era and he's not (laughs) progressing
0: you just want want more emo peter parker walking down the street with some women inexplicably into i mean look if the rumors are
1: true if the rumors are true you might you might get that in the next spider-man film the rumor is oh, that it's the next all film, coming back. Uh, yeah, the rumor is the next Spider-Man film is in order to keep Sony happy based on the multiverse. So Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will both have roles in the new I Spider-Man. I don't give a film. shit about
0: Andrew Garfield. Those Spider-Man nice. movies were shit. Do you remember I... in the fucking first Andrew Garfield one? They had this whole big emotional moment where Gwen Stacy's dad was dying after Peter like saved him, or he'd saved Peter or something, and he's like, hmm. "Peter, you have to promise you can't go out with Gwen. This is too dangerous for her." And he's like emotional, like, "Yeah, of course, I promise. I'm so sorry." And he breaks up with Gwen. And he's like, I have a good reason. I'm really, really sorry. And then the last scene in the movie is similar. Like, or not? Let's get back together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I like your father's dying
1: wish, and here the... Way
0: her father dies in the 90th minute and he says, or not <laughs> in the 95th minute. It's just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. Uh, I liked the scene in the first Andrew Garfield film. I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. Maybe there was only one other one. I don't know. But I liked the scene in the first Andrew Garfield film where uh, the construction workers of New York unite to put their cranes in order so he could swing through them to get to the final baddie of the movie. And
2: there's an American flag. Crane drivers are all unionized. Everyone knows that.
1: It's the fuck. But you wouldn't be able to coordinate that. It's so fucking funny. They coordinate every crane in the city to match up perfectly so Spider-Man could zip and zoo out of there. They could totally do that. You go get that. him, Spider-Man. They could
2: totally do that. They probably have a WhatsApp group. In Dublin, like, I know in Dublin, like, there's only, like, Probably about 25 crane drivers at any one time and they all know each which other. Is
1: a, which is a shock because there's 700 fucking cranes in Dublin City, so figure it out. Do the math there. Uh, um, yeah. I, I, um, I'm excited for Fast and Furious 9. I want to see it. John Cena, isn't it? Of course. John Cena who plays Vin Diesel's brother. <laughs> fucking two motherfuckers that could not look more different.
0: John Cena looks like he's made of Lego, and Vin Diesel looks like he's made of Play-Doh. It's entirely different universes.
1: Like, it's so weird. Also, I have said this about John Cena for years, and I'm slowly winning people around. John Cena looks like the shortest fucking tall guy in the world, right? <laughs> John Cena is like six foot two, and if you look at him on screen, his dimensions are so odd. He looks like he's about five foot fucking eight. He is such a weird shaped human man. He looks bizarre. And even when he holds like a gun, it's like he's holding like a little child gun. He's like, ah You're not getting out of here, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, get the fuck. I hate it. It's so weird. And he like he has his fucking
2: just makes that cap gun sound though when you don't have any caps loaded.
1: (laughs) And, like, fucking, it's so weird seeing him on screen. And now he has, like, his fucking, like, his 25-year-old boy hair back because he's super rich, but, like, he's, like, has the face of a 45-year-old. And so you look at him, you're kind of going, like, oh, you look like you melted. You look <laughs> like a
0: melted boy. He always had that had that that face, though. Like, if you would one word to describe him, it would be craggy. He looks no. craggy. Yeah,
1: but the difference is now is that, like, he looks young in areas and airy, an old in others, and it's really fucking bizarre, and I don't like it. <laughs> it's like when George Saint Pierre was like, "Hey, I know I've shaved my head since I was about thirteen years old, but I'm gonna have my hair grow out again. I'm gonna dye it silver." and It's like, stop it! You are forty-two. Mm. Stop it! <laughs> stop it! You're, this window has passed, George. Stop it! <laughs> this is not allowed. Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't think I got a whole lot left in me, guys. I don't, I don't have. A, it's been a busy week. I don't. That's all I got. I've just been watching Castlevania and trying to. <laughs> Blog my way through the week, slowly right. making my way through interview process after interview process. That's that's all I've got. Um, well,
0: we can have you can, if we, we're on our next recording. You you can have an extended uh, complaint session about the interview hiring process for. Oh yeah, let's do that. So. Oh yeah,
1: because well, that let's... won't get me fired. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll... that won't get me fired from the new job that I'm that I haven't started yet. It's okay. We just put it in at the end of the podcast. No one will get it that far. That's not true,
2: dude.
0: we we'll say Let's it backwards or we'll reverse it. Yeah. Blum, 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 blum. I just I just defamed a major Irish public figure. But you'd have to reverse yeah. it to figure out which one.
1: It'd be fucking great if you did reverse it and actually was you accidentally slurring a popular <laughs> Irish figure.
0: Mihall Martin is a
1: <laughs> Miho <Michal> Martin <laughs> eats <laughs> dog shit. That's <laughs> like how? How? I didn't even make those noises. That that probably isn't defamatory, actually. I mean, I can't prove that he does eat dog shit. Although not, he can't. Prove that he, someone eats dog he, shit. he can't prove that he doesn't eat dog shit though, now that I think about it. Mm. So really that's we're we're one one here, Mihal. Your move. Your I move. Mask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I have a topic I can bring up or we can hold it over to the next uh, session oh, So okay, so my topic is based on also what I've been watching this week, which is a lot of fucking planet earth and other BBC nature documentary highlight videos.
2: Look at you, you're cultured.
0: Yeah, well, so this is the problem, is I really like those videos, but I can't watch, like, Planet Earth itself, and I can't watch Frozen, or any of those. Because if you you watch it as a full entity outside of highlight clips, Mm -hmm. the last 10 minutes are always climate change. And so instead of having this uplifting Mm -hmm. experience about the wonders of nature, you just get left feeling... By the way, this is
2: dying in 20 years?
0: Yeah, an endless pit of existential dread. So like, I just, you know, it's, I, I'm wild, wild oh, I so to have that feeling sometimes. It's not what I want when I'm trying to like detox or relax. So the YouTube yeah. videos are great because they just show, like, oh, look, it's a, here's a, the, the bird that eats the stuff off the, off the hippo. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. But I think the problem then is when you take those clips out of context. So I, I don't know what I think it's the way they do them when they edit the whole thing together. It has this weird like layer of authenticity. But when the clips are taken out of context, you really see how like the narrative that they're trying to build of like, you know, um, here is a polar bear trying to find uh, a food in the Arctic. And they find some walruses. And he tries to hunt some walruses, but he doesn't get any. Oh, but then he's wondering, oh, look, there's a, de- there's a small baby seal. He eats the baby seal. He's going to survive. And mm. it becomes really apparent how stitched together, and sometimes quite how poorly stitched together though, those scenes are. Whereas, yeah. like, the, you know, the walrus will will um will die if he doesn't find food oh wait look just over there just where he happens to land or with the polar bear just where he happens to land Mm. there's some walruses and the walrus is like lost weight somehow walking from when he got on the the beach (laughs) to going over to the and it's it's you know that's fine if they edit this stuff together like that but it just it feels very strange and when you all of us all of a sudden you lose that illusion of of reality where before it's just sort of like here's a bunch of you never question how the cameras got there you just sort of assume that they're there and sometimes you have to wonder, like, how much engaged are they in that? Like, you see a clip of, like, here's a nest of meerkats or something. Oh, and here's an aggressive other male coming in. I don't think it was meerkats. I think it was birds or something. <laughs> just, or maybe...
1: just they ha- Do you mean, like, they have them on, like, one of those, like, grabby hands and they're, like, <laughs> holding them over the nest to let them down? It's like, oh, no, a fight... <laughs> Kingdom.
0: Sort of, yeah, like here's the other male, they've come in and they've killed all the young and they've eaten all the eggs or whatever. And you're like, did they know that was gonna happen? Or did they like be like, hey, hey, it looks it looks awful enemy nesty over there? Maybe you should go and check it out. <laughs> hey
1: buddy, there's some uh, there's some nice eggs over that way. <laughs> <laughs> Engage with, <laughs> with the locals. Hey guys, you know where we can find an angry <laughs> meerkat around here? <laughs> that,
0: that one over there is a dick. He's he's a real <laughs> child killer. Or even, I'm sure they yeah. have multiple They have multiple meerkats that they're looking at, and they're like, oh, here's the meerkats. Uh-oh, danger, here comes a lion. And then the show was like, I'm sure an entirely different meerkat colony being attacked by a lion, but they just put yeah. it together as if it's the one thing. And I, again, not wrong. Let's just yeah. say he's my least favorite of the Attenborough brothers. <laughs> my most favorite is the youngest brother who became... It is funny that one of the fucking brothers became CEO of Ferrari or something like that. And it's really? Like the un- and is like the underachieving brother. It's like a shit brother. Yeah, there were three. Huh. Well, I was it for- Yeah, the, the third uh, Attenborough brother, um, you know, never won an Oscar. President of ne- Fiat. Never became head of the BBC. Uh, yeah, John Attenborough was an English executive in the motor industry and a financial advisor.
1: I don't like that fucking term, what does that mean? I was an Alpha, executive, what the fuck is that? He What's became the head
0: executive? of, he was head of British operations at Alfa Romeo, that's what
1: he people, was People People complain all the time about fake job titles and I, I like to make fun of fake jobs as well because you know, realistically, my entire life is a fake job. Nothing i not an idea was important to the world. You know, Aoife goes in and she does surgery, you know, twice a week, fucking 12 hour shifts, you know, while I'm sitting at home, slapping around the keyboard going, ha. And um, you know, so what the <laughs> fuck? My contributions mean fucking nothing. But, like, you know, you think about it, and you see these people that are, like, 85 and retired, and they're like, oh, I was an executive. Executive what? What the fuck does that mean, dude? What the fuck's an executive? <laughs> if your job role, if your title doesn't describe your job, it's a fake title. That's horseshit. CEO, you automatically know, okay, I know what that means. If someone's like, yeah, I'm an executive, what does that mean? What the fuck do you do day to day? That's not fuck, That's not a real title. Fuck you. Fucking executive.
0: It's also executive, another- my ass. Another level of failure to poor John Attenborough is that while Richard Attenborough lived to 90 and David Attenborough is currently 95, John only lived to 84. Poor John, he had this very long, successful life by any other metric, but his brothers have just made him look like shit.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe it's all that stress of being an executive that wore him down and he just couldn't make it to the ripe old age of 85 because 84 is as much as he could muster up. I'm an executive. Fuck you, dude. What an asshole. Fucking More glad idiots. he's gone.
0: Fuck, we're getting sued by the Attenborough company. Oh, are
1: we? Family, sorry. Well, I'd like to see one of their executives in court. Hey there. So this is a bit of an odd one, and it's a strange one for for Morning Brew, but unfortunately the recording actually failed on us towards the end and cut off roughly the last 10, 15 minutes of the podcast. So I have to jump in here just to apologize for that in advance and um, just tell you all to um, enjoy today's episode. We hope you liked it, as, as we always do. And, um, you know, make sure that you do like the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and make sure you do share it with your friends as well as all these things help us out a lot. And the podcast has grown pretty substantially because of um, your input and your sharing. And, and, you know, it's greatly appreciated by everyone here. So um, thank you very much for listening this far. Sorry again about the end of the podcast failing and um, we'll try and make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future. And if it does, you know, we'll try and make sure it's as minimal as possible. All right, bye.